Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 9th of January 2023, and this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about business and markets, and all is right in the world. I'm Nadine Blaney, here with David Scott. How are you, Scotty? Good, mate. Ying and Yang are back in action for 2023. It's uh, good to be here. Yeah, it's like riding a bus, a bike, I should say, <laughs> isn't it? Riding a bus. I've got hometown, home time on my mind. Uh, look, it's a beautiful day here in Sydney. Not sure about that in Adelaide, but uh, the sun is shining and market participants were loving life today. Some of the uh, bright sunshine here, it's hot, much like the local markets. Uh, I'll be probably a little bit disappointed considering what we were looking at at the start of trade. But uh, yeah, things are looking pretty positive, but uh, not unusual in early parts of January. You know that uh, the Santa rally usually has a bit of a lag effect. Maybe this year is no exception to that broader rule. Yeah, I was speaking with um, Mark Gardner from Macro, and he was saying often there's a little bit of a Goldilocks period coming through. In January, it certainly seems as if that's how investors in the States chose to take some of that data out of the U.S. on Friday. The services PMI falling into contractionary territory, a little bit less pressure on wages growth in that jobs report, which was still very strong overall. And I mean, the Fed speakers coming out and saying, don't worry, we're still going to remain higher for longer. Uh, but still, we uh, we caught that vibe from Wall Street on Friday. Pretty extraordinary gains there being seen. And here locally, finishing the day, Scotty, at 7,151, up six-tenths of a percent. So adding to last week's gain of 1%. It's pretty good. Yeah, looking looking decent up there. I think we're up uh, 3.6% from the lows seen on the uh, first trading session of the year. So, yeah, uh, and familiar faces, you've got to be said, at least at the sector level, driving the market high. Materials, energy, uh, both up more than 1% today. Also, REITs, you mentioned what's up there, some of the reactions to that jobs report in the States and that non-farm payrolls. Uh, no beat and uh, no softness in average hourly earnings. Uh, yeah, one of the factors there, those longer duration parts of the market generally had a very decent day today. Yep. So lifting for a fourth straight day. There's a lot of enthusiasm right now about this reopening in China. Uh, keep in mind that we have seen the Asian markets really recover today. Hang Seng, as we record, up close to 2% and mainland Chinese markets as well looking pretty good. So speaking to some of those themes that helped drive this local market as well. So we saw, uh, you know, some of the big miners doing really well. Interesting to note that the CFO of Fortescue Metals has decided to leave to pursue other options and just a bit of news uh, from that space today. Um, yeah, it feels like there's been a real change in the guard happening at Fortescue Metals as of late. So it's CFO 
has resigned and they're looking for a new one. Um, other than that, though, Scotty, uh, yet another really solid performance for the gold miners today. I mean, I know that you were absent last week, but I'm sure you noticed it yourself. Uh, yeah, to a certain degree. I was noticing. <laughs> Got to be honest, uh, it wasn't paying too much attention. More, more attention to the weather forecast in Sydney for the cricket test. But uh, look, uh, yeah, the, those longer duration names, the, the ones that are tied to the US dollar, we're seeing the US dollar on its knees again at this point in time. Real yields sinking, nominal yields sinking. That's generally a pretty good environment for gold and other commodity complexes as well. You know, saw that uh, the lithium space today was up and about. A lot of those names having a decent rally. The one exception you mentions uh, what's going on at Fortescue. Uh, iron ore, we've seen a, a massive rally over the course of uh, pretty much uh, the start of November, all underpinned by those reopening hopes and a whole bunch of you know, various uh, facilities to go and help uh, support construction activity in China's sector. But uh, yeah, came off the ball overnight and hasn't really bounced at all uh, today. And that uh, probably explains what's going on. No Fortescue and Rio were both down uh, pretty heavily in a market which otherwise was looking pretty good for the material space. Yeah, and coal prices in China, at least when I was checking at noon, going gangbusters. Um, you know, we continue to watch the impact of that on the local market as well. Paladin was one of the best performers today. On the flip side, though, we did have a trading update coming from Telix Pharmaceuticals. They're at that JP Morgan Healthcare Conference. So, updating on the revenue outlook for its Ilux. Um, product and uh, that has sent shares lower to the tune of seven percent well now that we're on that jp morgan health conference that uh, help ins- helped to inspire i should say the stock of the day today which was imugene uh imugene is one of those little um, biotech medtech companies and today it was presenting at that conference and i suppose it used the opportunities to say that it has received ethics approval to start its phase one human clinical trial of one of its new oncolytic virotherapies and let's have a listen to what our guests had to say francesco de stratus from ord minette and mark gardner from macro capital at this stage in the market, I'd, I'd be more of a hold on this stock. And if you've got it, if you don't have it, I'd be put it on a watch list. Keep an eye on the announcements that come out because obviously with um, clinical trials, you know, positive announcements are going to put a spike in the share price. But any negative um, um, announcement on clinical trials will send the stock a lot lower. I would echo Francesco's comments. It's uh, if you've got it, I would be holding it, um, and but just keeping an eye on it uh, because I think the uh, I think if they do get an opportunity to um, to get that Hervax piggybacked mm-hmm. on something else, it, it could take off pretty quickly because I think that she I think she's said that it's about a fifteen year fifteen year process to get something through phase three trials. So that's a, that's a long long way yeah. away. Alrighty, so that is a watch list contender. No big buys, no super buys. Actually, there was one super buy coming from Mark Gardner from Macro. You'll have to listen to the entire episode to get that one, Scotty. I'm not going to give it away. No, that's okay. I'm just watching Imogene was up uh, 1.5%. It was much higher earlier on in the mm-hmm. session, but uh, yeah, that vaccinia therapy candidate. So no, certainly a lot of people are excited about that, at least in the initial parts of trade today. Yeah. So, Scotty, um, look, there was building approvals data today. Anything that we need to take away from that? It is a notoriously volatile read. 
oh, we're rolling over. We knew that already. We may be rolling over at a slightly faster pace than what was initially anticipated. But then it also begs the question, we're hearing lots of reports about you know, business groups and others, uh, particularly in political circles, talking about a need to go and increase our migration intake, uh, how that's going to marry up and uh, where they continue to go and have a decline in building approvals whilst asking more people to come and live here. We'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, for the time being, it's coming off uh, the boil. But, really, it's going to be later on the week. We get job vacancy data out on Wednesday, I think it is. And then that key inflation report. Uh, it will be the uh, the monthly series that we released by the ABS later this week. But, interesting to see how that goes and uh, our response. We saw the last month, though, there was a big undershoot compared to our expectations, both of the headline and the core fears. And uh, if that goes and translates again, well, maybe there'll be uh, questions asked as to whether the RBA has done its hiking cycle for this uh, this period. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it would lend some credence to those who are saying that we perhaps won't see uh, even a 25 basis point hike coming from the RBA in February. Remains to be seen. We also get U.S. inflation this week. We get U.S. consumer confidence. And the market is so touchy about these data points in the U.S., you know, good news being bad news or bad news being good news, as we saw with the case of the PMI on Friday. So, I mean, my sense is that we're still in for a pretty volatile time on markets through this week. Oh, yeah. Markets are overreacting, particularly in the States, way too much. You know, it's so much noise. Just look at that payrolls report uh, that came out, and including that, uh, that ISM services PMI. And just look at the, the news flow that was coming out of the States during that month. It was the worst snow blizzard we'd seen uh, in a long, long time. And uh, it's going to go and impact activity. So we're just you know, jumping into you know, shadows at this point in time. We'll see what happens. But you're right. I can't see anything other than you know, that really jittery uh, you know, kind of... You know, Jekyll and Hyde price action that we've been seeing, not only at the start of this year, but uh, throughout much of last year as well. Yep. So, uh, well, we know where we're going to be tomorrow. You'll be speaking with Andrew Brown uh, tomorrow morning on The Global View. That's a great way to kick off the day. Aaron Binstead from Lazard Asset Management is joining us at 10 a.m. Uh, David Lane from Ords is back for the first time in 2023. And we go on throughout the day and the afternoon speaking with a whole raft of really quality guests. So, look, we hope you can join us for that. Uh, just to reiterate, we're seeing a lot of strength around the Asian region today. As we record this podcast, e-minis, both the S&P 500 and NASDAQ e-minis are higher. And it comes on a day that we did see the S&P ASX 200 close at 7,151, a rise of about six-tenths of a percent. Scotty, I think that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, near enough at three-week highs for the local market. Onwards and upwards to see what tomorrow brings. See you then.